Well, hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Logistics Executive TV. I'm Kim Winter from Logistics Executive Group. Um, today, we're going to be talking to a specialist in supply chain from a global perspective. Um, this gentleman uh, come to know and uh, over, over the recent years is a uh, strategic supply chain transformation specialist. He's currently the chief transformation officer with a company called Slimstock, and we'll talk a little bit about Slimstock shortly. Um, he's held senior roles in supply chain around the world, uh, mostly in Europe and uh, also in the Middle East uh, with L'Oreal, uh, Adidas, LVMH, uh, Blue Yonder, to mention a few. And uh, he's a, a specialist in the area in particular of, uh, of supply chain in terms of uh, S and OP. So supply chain and operations planning, uh, sales and operations planning. And uh, we're now going to introduce uh, Sandeep Walga. Sandeep, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Kim. Nice to be here. Thanks for joining us. And uh, perhaps you can just give us a bit of a heads up on uh, Slimstock, a global company in the area of inventory uh, and transformation. Perhaps you can give us a bit of a heads up. Yeah, sure. Um, so uh, Slimstock is uh, a Netherlands-based uh, company uh, in business uh, since almost uh, 30 years. Uh, so we are recognized uh, ex as experts uh, in inventory optimization. Uh, we have uh, almost uh, 1,500 customers um, in around 70 countries. Uh, we have offices uh, in more than 25 uh, countries around uh, North America, EMEA, Asia Pacific, and uh, Latin America. Um, so we basically offer end-to-end uh, -end demand and supply planning uh, solution with, uh, with a clear, dedicated focus on inventory optimization. Okay. Excellent. Um, so I want to talk today about, in particular, uh, SNOP and in the context of the sort of pressures and the type of dynamics that most organisations, uh, whether they're in the supply chain or rely on supply chain um, service providers um, to, to solve. So the, the sort, of, um, sort of solutions, perhaps, that are out there, the type of before we talk about that, the, the type of pressures that are going on out in the market at the moment, what are the impacts uh, that we're seeing from a, a fairly, um, well, we'll talk about what's normal and what's not normal, but uh, we've had a whole series of disruptions in recent years. And of course, these all impact on uh, on the end supplier and, and goods all the way through the supply chain. Perhaps if you can give us a bit of a heads up on SNOP and, uh, and then, but maybe even before that, Talk about the way you, are, you and Slimstock are seeing the market at the moment, the sort of dynamics that are at play. Um, yeah, definitely. So uh, I think, well, disruptions are the new normal uh, now. Um, uh, Pre-COVID, the supply chains, uh, they were designed to be lean and mean, um, very cost efficient. Uh, but um, COVID kind of uh, disturbed uh, that equilibrium uh, and uh, led to a paradigm shift where now supply chain resilience uh, is um, at the top of uh, the agenda of most of the supply chain uh, professionals. Um, the As I said, disruptions are new normal and uh, they can come from any side, actually. It can be a change in uh, customer um, expectations, uh, just like we saw with uh, COVID, where most of the business moved from 
uh, offline to online. And then uh, when the stores opened again or the retail channels opened again, uh, there was a subsequent shift uh, from online uh, to offline. Uh, it can be uh, technological. Uh, disruption can come from new technologies. As you can see, uh, there are a lot of uh, new players uh, that are cloud-based that are entering the market uh, to provide uh, different niche uh, solutions around the supply chain uh, space. Uh, it can come from... Um, um, let's say, a geopolitical standpoint, uh, where uh, from one day to another, we had uh, this war between uh, two neighboring countries uh, that led to a lot of, uh, um, that basically led to, created a ripple effect, right, uh, for a lot of supply chains. Um, the zero COVID policy in China, uh, which is a manufacturing base for a lot of uh, companies all over the world. So that was a big disruption uh, that nobody could, uh, could plan for. Um, it can also be uh, in terms of uh, how um, eco-responsibility uh, moving forward can uh, drive the business. Circularity, if you are in uh, fashion, uh, apparel, or footwear industry is uh, going to be very disruptive uh, moving forward. Um, so I think supply chains uh, today, uh, they are uh, basically bracing themselves to operate in a world of disruptions where these disruptions can come from anywhere. Okay. Yeah, look, well said, and we certainly, I mean, I know you've worked in a number of uh, economic environments uh, around the world, geo, geo environments around the world, and, and uh, a lot in uh, retail as well, and we'll perhaps talk about it, a little bit about that uh, as we discuss things today. Um, but you're a recognised specialist globally in SNOP or, um, and, and the the effects of SNOP on a business. Um, perhaps you can tell us a little bit about SNOP and, and the importance for SNOP and, and supply chain. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, SNOP is in. Um, is it originated in 1980s, right? Uh, it is. Uh, it's been there since a very long time. Uh, certain industries embraced it. Um, for consumer goods or automotive, uh, and they they've been using SNOP as. Um, uh, as a business management process of choice uh, since many years. Uh, so basically, uh, it is a structured uh, decision-making process uh, that aligns all the functional areas of business, whether it is commercial, marketing, finance, operations, uh, under an aligned set of assumptions uh, to achieve uh, the goals that businesses set in their strategic and uh, operating plans. Uh, so SNOP, as I said, is a decision-making forum where uh, plans are reviewed and validated, uh, key business issues are identified, and different organizational functions, they come together to align on strategic, tactical, and uh, operational uh, objectives. Mm -hmm. so, so sales and operations planning suggests um, a meeting of the ways, I guess, of, of two of the what is often seen in any business as, as quite different components. One being sales and people involved in sales have a certain view of the world. And then you get operations, which um, more used to being perhaps uh, the back end of the business. And although, as we've seen in the last couple of years, very, very importantly coming to the fore. Um, so does this mean that, that, that SNOP as a, as a strategy, as a process, um, is, is, is designed to bring together more cohesive um, operating systems in a business? How, how, would, you, uh, how would you view that? Um, yeah, so supply chain, uh, SNOP basically helps to align uh, the supply chain strategy with uh, business uh, strategy. 
right? Um, so to ensure that supply chain design is in line with the CVP, the customer value proposition that a business is trying to deliver, uh, if the focus uh, of the business is on NPS, customer experience, service, uh, but supply chain is focused on costs and working capital efficiency, uh, then there will be lost opportunities uh, for sure. Uh, so that's why uh, SNOP is important. Uh, it is to basically make uh, different functions in the organization with different objectives, collaborate together, uh, pull in the qualitative intelligence that is there in the organization for better uh, decision making. Um, and uh, basically ensure that your supply chain is there to serve your business uh, and not the other way around. Right? Okay. So, so what degree then um, is SNOP as strategy within a business uh, dependent on technology? I mean, we hear a lot about SNOP with supply chain transformation and SNOP being a major component of that. Um, is it technology-based? And if so, what sort of technologies are utilised? Or is it more a high-level strategic approach? Um, uh, at Slimstock, we have a very clear uh, understanding of how a technology fits into a SNOP or an IBP process. Um, so we, um, we understand that technology is an enabler. It is more, SNOP is more a people and uh, um, governance process. Uh, so SNOP is run by people. Um, it is uh, around behaviors. It is around governance. It is around top management uh, sponsorship. It is around collaboration. And technology is just an enabler uh, and a facilitator. So if you have very good uh, SNOP uh, tech um, a solution, technology solution, but uh, you don't invest in people and process, then you'll not uh, get uh, any results. But if uh, you have very clear understanding of how people can contribute uh, to the excellence in um, uh, SNOP, then technology um, is secondary, right? So we are very clear with that. That's why when we um, when we discuss with our customers around SNOP, our focus is not on technology. Our focus is on people, uh, on collaborative cross-functional processes, uh, on change management, on making sure that the governance understands the value uh, or top management understands the value of um, of SNOP and there is right governance and discipline to run it. Technology is uh, secondary and it may be uh, counterintuitive coming from somebody who is in uh, technology, uh, but I think um, we are very clear uh, and comfortable with the fact that technology in SNOP is just an enabler and facilitator and it is more a process that is driven by people okay. with right governance. Great. Well, well thanks for, for providing that insight and clarification. Um, I'm interested to know uh, who in the organisation um, would normally be the driver behind an SNOP-driven uh, transformation, and would that be the same for a manufacturing organisation as it would be for a retail organisation? Um, who, who, generally speaking, would be the, the person or, or the position that would drive um, the requirement for SNOP. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so uh, I'll, I'll uh, share um, an example of one of my previous employers here, uh, which I would um, say is one of uh, the best-run supply chain organizations in the world. They are in the top uh, 25 of uh, uh, Gartner uh, supply chain um, rankings. Uh, so there, um, what I saw was... Uh, SNOP was run basically 
um, by uh, people where bottom line responsibility was. And this is very important uh, because if we give the responsibility to um, teams that only have top line responsibility, um, we might be able to achieve our, uh, our top line objectives, our sales, but then at what costs, right? Um, so SNOP responsibility, running the SNOP lies um, basically with uh, the team members or a leadership that has bottom line responsibility, not the top line responsibility. And without that, it would be difficult to run uh, efficient and uh, disciplined uh, SNOP. Um, and uh, so that was when I was practicing SNOP when I was running or managing or leading SNOP. But then when uh, I moved into consulting uh, on the technology side and we started implementing SNOP in different organization, uh, this was also um, one of uh, the key uh, decision points during the implementation. Who is responsible and accountable uh, to make sure that SNOP delivers the results uh, that uh, business expects? Uh, and no SNOP will deliver any uh, result uh, without top-level sponsorship and participation, right? Uh, participation is very important. Um, so I would say uh, whether it is manufacturing or retail, the SNOP responsibility lies with the, the teams that are responsible for um, bottom line, not the top line. Well, you mentioned it was uh, it was with one of the um, major players that you'd worked with before. And I mentioned earlier at the top that you've worked with L'Oreal and Adidas and LVMH. So we won't uh, quiz you on who it was, but those are three of the uh, largest retailers in the world. Um, so we, we might assume it may be one of those. Um, hey, that's, that's great. So having that understanding is, is really useful. I guess one of the other things I'm really interested in understanding is, you know, what would be the tangible benefits that one might expect in an organization to derive from a successful um, SNOP uh, strategy and execution inside of a business? What are, what are the sort of outcomes that we could expect inside an organization and the, and the sort of KPIs that an organization should be looking to, to target? Um, yeah, uh, so SNOP basically uh, aligns um, the organization um, cross-functionally on uh, the corporate health and wealth related KPIs, right? And uh, it helps to evaluate uh, ways to improve your uh, OTIF uh, on time in full, your customer satisfaction, gross margin, working capital utilization, uh, returns on asset or returns on capital employed, inventory turns. Uh, productivity and efficiency, demand accuracy. So there are a uh, lot of uh, KPIs uh, where SNOP directly contributes. Um, but apart from the organizational um, uh, benefits, um, there are other key benefits of implementing um, cross-functional SNOP. So uh, as I said, increased uh, revenue, uh, implement, implement increasing your uh, perfect order rate, uh, asset utilization, a reduction of inventory, uh, better demand and supply planning. Uh, and more than that, I think it is uh, basically a process that aligns the entire organization uh, into, a, a, into a collaborative way of working, right? Where everybody comes in with their quantitative and qualitative intelligence. And then uh, we basically uh, align our uh, resources to deliver what we uh, promise to deliver to our uh, stakeholders. 
So, so maybe to wrap up, um, uh, Sandeep, you could give us a, a couple of ideas about for organisations looking at going down an SNP transformation um, or exploring that. Um, what would be some of the pitfalls or some of the issues or factors that, whether it be the supply chain manager or whether it be finance or operations inside the business, um, what would be some of the, the key issues to look at uh, to commence this journey? What would be the, some of the checklist of, of the let's not do X, Y, Z, uh, or let's be aware of various things? Um, yes, so I'll, I'll say three things here, uh, and we touched upon uh, that a little bit in the discussion. Uh, the first one is um, to make any SNOP um, uh, process right and uh, deliver value to the business, we need uh, at least three things. Uh, or these three can be considered as uh, the key success factors of, um, uh, of SNOP. Uh, the first one is uh, that it requires uh, the hands-on participation and sponsorship of executive management or um, uh, top management, right? Uh, whether it is um, COO, CEO, general manager, managing director, or different CXOs, uh, it requires their participation because, as I said, it needs to occur at the level where bottom line responsibility resides, uh, where we have a clear understanding of uh, what decisions we need to take around the strategy, policy, and risk. Uh, and we have also uh, the possibility to steer uh, the demand side uh, dynamics and the supply side constraints. So, right. so first thing, uh, executive uh, management participation and sponsorship. Second one uh, is SNOP is uh, cross-functional and uh, collaborative, which means we need uh, all hands on deck. Uh, we need everybody from sales, finance, marketing, operations uh, to be there um, it, so that as I said, we pull in the qualitative intelligence that we have in the organization to create visibility and uh, enable decision-making. And the third, um, last but not the least, uh, important aspect to make any um, SNOP a successful implementation is to have clear understanding of planning horizons, uh, which means uh, which uh, topics I need to address in operational horizon versus tactical and strategic horizon. How do I set up my SNOP uh, in two steps where in the first step I review and respond and in the second step where I plan and align. And uh, the third level is granularity, right? Uh, we cannot run SNOP at SKU level. Uh, at what level of my product and location hierarchy I have to run my SNOP on. Uh, so these are the three things I would say uh, that are very important. Uh, top management participation and sponsorship, uh, cross-functional collaboration, and understanding at what level of my planning horizon and granularity I have to run my SNOP. Right. Oh, that's fantastic. Thanks for sharing that. Um, I, I suppose to wrap up, I'm interested to know, and you may or may not have the answer to this, but uh, I mean, I know you've had significant experience in some of the major retailers globally, as we've discussed. Um, from your perspective, are there are particular types of companies that are more uh, that lean into uh, an SNOP transformation more than others. I mean, is it is it is it generated and and more favoured by retail companies or manufacturing companies or distribution companies? Um, is there any particular bias that you've seen uh, around the world where there's a, there's more weight given to the to SNOP? 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, so SNOP is uh, very uh, popular and successful in uh, product-led supply chains, uh, which means um, everybody who is into manufacturing slash distribution uh, business, uh, they can uh, take value out of uh, SNOP uh, or they've been taking value out of SNOP over the last uh, two two decades at least, where uh, we still have a lot of opportunity is basically um, SNOP in retail. Uh, so that is still, uh, I would say, uh, a frontier that we have to crack because retailers, they tend to be more uh, purchasing and execution uh, kind of uh, environment, uh, whereas SNOP is more uh, how to become uh, demand-driven, clearly understand mm-hmm. um, what the demand signals are and how do I set up my supply response uh, for it. So there is a clear, uh, I would say, um, in the in the manufacturing and distribution world, there is a clear understanding of SNOP value add. Uh, but on the retail side, uh, we still have an opportunity to convince uh, different retailers uh, how SNOP can add value to their uh, top line and bottom line, basically. Okay. Fantastic. Hey, well, look, thank, thanks for all that information. That's given me much more clarity on the subject. And um, really, thank you for, for giving us your time. Um, Sandy, where if people are interested, uh, want to understand more, want to explore a journey in SNOP transformation, they want to find out more about what Slimstock does, uh, where can we get hold of you folks? Uh, so uh, I'm based in Dubai uh, currently. Uh, we are uh, we have our office uh, offices here in Dubai, the regional offices in Dubai in uh, GLT. Uh, then we have uh, uh, office in South Africa and also in uh, Saudi Arabia because these are the two markets where we see a lot of potential. Uh, of course, I'm on uh, LinkedIn, uh, so I can share my details uh, and my email uh, with you. Uh, and um, more than happy to answer any follow up questions uh, from the audience if needed. Brilliant. Okay, Sandy Walia, Chief Transformation Officer at Slimstock, uh, global leader in SNOP and all things to do with inventory. Thanks so much again for your time, uh, and uh, we look forward to uh, keeping in touch with the journey for Slimstock. Thanks, Kim. Thank you very much, and uh, have a nice day. Thanks, everybody, for joining us.